Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming out to you on February 21st, 2020. Today, we got an old movie review for you. Not too old, though. Movie just came out on digital, just came out on Redbox if you want to go rent it. Had a weird release, so we decided to delay this review because I didn't see it till recently. The movie is Jojo Rabbit. It's a fun talk about that. Best Picture nominee. Do our patent pending movie scale. We also do a little bit of a, of a history talk. We just we just kind of went off of it. We know this because we're recording the intro after we record the episode. First time ever. Um, did a little history talk. So if you want to get smarter on history and revisionist history, listen to that. And finally, we wrapped up with the Within the Line special. Just talk about some sports. I love me some sports. Nothing structured. Just a free-flowing conversation. You'll love it. We loved it. It was a very loose episode, but it was a good episode. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! All right. Jojo Rabbit, Jay. Yes. Oscar-winning script for adapted screenplay. Directed by Taika Waititi. Famously known for his role as Korg in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Famously. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Nominated for Best Picture. Forgot it, to mention. It absolutely was. Starring I can't think of the little kid's name. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. And some kid. It was his first movie. And I think he did good. That was his first movie? Yeah. I did not know that was his first movie. His name is Roman Griffin Davis. There it is. Yeah. I don't know if he's acting like shows or stuff or what, but I believe that Probably. was his first thing. Also, uh, another big name in it, Rebel Wilson. 
Yeah, smaller role. Still a big name, though. Absolutely. Um, Besides that, I didn't really know anyone else that was in this movie. The the guy in charge of him for the Nazis. Oh, you're talking about um, Sam Rockwell? Captain Klein? Yes. Captain something? Klein? Yes. I knew him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. He's been in other shit. He's casted before Rebel Wilson. Well, I don't... Yeah, but I just know Rebel Wilson more. Just because he has a bigger role than Rebel Wilson. That's very true. You know, there's big names in other movies, and then at the end, it's like, with so-and-so. Doesn't mean they're not the biggest name in the movie. Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Tom Cruise is in Tropic Thunder? Yeah, he's the guy at the end, the boss. I mean, he's throughout the movie. It's been so long since I've seen Tropic Thunder, Tyler. It does not look like Tom Cruise at all. Really? Yeah. So it's like Robert Downey Jr.? He's... Kind of, yeah. He's out of shape. He has like almost like a fat suit on, not like a great, like outrageous. And he's like bald up top and has hair around the sides. It's because he couldn't cast only people that are shorter than him, so he had to physically change his appearance that way. You that's, know. that's fair. He got very hairy too. His arms look aggressively hairy. But Jojo Rabbit. Jeff. One of nine movies nominated for Best Picture. And I have a question for you, Ty, before we get into our patent pending movie rating scale. Let's talk about it. Are there too many movies that are nominated for Best Picture? I think it's fine. I think there's plenty of different Is types of Is it nine every year? Um, I wonder if there's a limit or if, like, if they have to nominate nine. Last year there was eight. So it doesn't have to be nine. Year before, it was nine. So I guess there's the same amount every year. Year before was nine. Wow, so last year must have really sucked. I mean, this was a good year for movies. Yeah, it actually it was pretty decent. I saw. I definitely saw more critically acclaimed movies this year than i ever have in my life i've seen a a, a grand total of three best picture nominees 1917 joker and jojo rabbit um, um i would see once upon a time in hollywood but riley went without me and i'm still heard about it the only one i haven't seen is little women yeah 1917 dude Other than i've seen all of them you need to see 1917 i've accepted that it's a great movie i just need to wait to see it <laughs> but i saw all the other ones uh Surprised to see Ford vs. Ferrari in there, but I haven't seen the movie, so... You wouldn't be surprised if you saw the movie. <laughs> it's a great film. All right, Tyler. Our patent pending movie <coughs> ranking scale. Five categories. 20 points The listeners each. know them. Category the viewers might not. Category number one. The plot slash the story. All right. Plot slash story. Uh, should we mention spoilers? Aggressive spoilers. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking... If you haven't seen the movie, leave. Go rent it on Amazon Prime or buy it. Maybe you just dive right fucking in and buy it. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend has it on Voodoo. I think her Voodoo login information is... Um... <laughs> that's fine. That's how I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I caught her red-handed before we get into this. Okay. Uh, so she logged on to Voodoo and it said, watch again. Like, you know, she clicked the movie and it was like, watch again, Ooh. question mark. And I said, oh, you watched this without me? And she was like, I'm not the only one with access to the Voodoo account. Tried lying about it. And I said, look me in the eyes and tell me you haven't watched it then. And she's like, oh, I-, I watched it. I, I didn't want to wait for you. <laughs> and I was like, you know how much I wanted to see this movie. She's like, no, I didn't. I was like, I knew exactly when it was out on digital. It was February 4th. She's like, yeah, that is. You did know that. And I was like, exactly. Why would I know exactly when a movie's coming out on digital if I didn't want to see it? <laughs> that was one of those situations where she didn't lie to you. She just didn't tell you the truth. Because it is true. <laughs> she's not the only one with access to her voodoo. That doesn't mean she answered what you were asking. And we got in this debate because she was like, well, I always want to watch stuff, but you never want to. I was like, you never asked me to watch Jojo Rabbit. She watched it while I was in Vegas on a work trip. Mm, mm-hmm. I was like, if you would have asked me to watch Jojo Rabbit and I said, no, I didn't feel like it on any given night and you would have watched it, fair game. You didn't give me a chance because I would have said yes. That's fair. 
So I was pretty pissed. That's part of the reason we we're watching this late too, is it had a weird release, so you didn't get to see it because yeah, it was like a limited release. Yeah. I had to go fucking like two hours away. Yeah, <laughs> and pay an outrageous amount for a ticket. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too mad that I didn't do that. I enjoyed it though. At least you got to see it with your girlfriend, with her also seeing it for the first time. It was a great experience, and I'm sorry she robbed <laughs> you of that. Plot slash story, Tyler. All right. Plot slash story. I give this a 16. Okay. 16 out of 20. I thought the it was a good plot. I mean, it wasn't anything incredible, though. Yeah. I think it did the job. I think we've seen stuff where, you know, it was a World War II movie. Yes. Um, And we've seen movies before where, you know, the premise of the story is we're hiding a Jew away from fucking the Nazis, you know? Question. Is Jew an offensive word? I don't think so. It's a Jewish person. I just didn't know. I asked Riley that while watching the movie. I think Jew, like if I called someone a Christian, call someone a Jew. Is Jew an offensive word? I just want to get in trouble. That's fine. That's fair. It's a good question to ask. It's always good to check yourself. It has become offensive for historical reasons. I don't know. I'm going to go with no. We're going to go with no. If you're a Jew and you're offended, I apologize. Message me and I'll change. (laughs) I gave it a 17 for the same reason. It didn't blow me away by any means. There was nothing really new about it. Um, that being said, I didn't think it was bad in any way, and I didn't want to punish it in any way. Um, I did think it was a nice little added sprinkle of a little shocker when his mom got hung for being a traitor, which you can kind of see coming. They kind of forecasted that. Foreshadowed. Foreshadow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but still, nice little shock, you know. Um, and then he's obviously just battling between being like a diehard Nazi and then his mom, you know, secretly being against everything. And they left some, like, kind of mystique to it, too. Like, they, one of the things I kind of liked that they didn't answer was, like, about his dad. Like, the whole oh, thing yeah. is, like, oh, his dad's going to come back after the war. So, like, where did his dad go? Because he was growing up getting told that his dad was fighting in the war. But then his mom told him, you know, like, he was against the war. So, did he fight the war? Did the Germans kill him? Like, Yeah, is he even alive still? You know, we don't know. I, I, and I, I thought at it. the end he would come out, but he didn't, and I didn't hate it. No, I, I I really appreciate how they told the story. I think it was perfect for the movie they were trying to make. I don't think it did anything incredible, but I think it yeah. was perfect. That scene with his mom, though, was my favorite fucking scene in oh, quite a while. When she's playing both the male and the female? No, the, the mom and the, the dad? Where she's dad fucking got oh. hung. Oh, wow. You're morbid. I'm just... The way it was fucking shot and everything, where they teased it the entire time, showing those shoes. So you knew exactly who it was as soon as you saw that. Yeah. But then just... The reality of him, like, okay, I'm going to tell my mom in that part of the story about, you know, the girl being yeah. hidden away. And then um, just going from that to walking through and seeing a butterfly. And there's this beautiful fucking shot where he's just following this butterfly around, being a kid, and he just looks up and you see it right there. Yeah. It was incredible. And the whole, she tied his shoes the whole time, and then he tried tying her shoes and couldn't do it. But then once the war was over, he somehow learned how to tie the shoes and that Because he persevered. So he wasn't he ready to be on shoes. his own yet. And then he, he manned up. Um, I also like the shot. I also like the shot right after that with like the windows and everything, almost like how it looked like faces of the buildings. Oh yeah, like being forced to look at it. How she made him look at them before then. Yeah, kind of like look. This is what they're doing. Don't look away from it. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that was really impactful. Well, why don't we go into visual slash cinematography then, Ty? Because that's part of the visual slash cinematography. Absolutely, is what you give it. A sixteen. Okay, we flip flopped. I gave it a seventeen. Uh, they didn't do anything that necessarily blew me away. Like, I remember when I watched 1918, 1917, um, <laughs> there were some scenes where I was like, wow, this is really well shot. Just the, the lighting or, like, you know, certain angles, whatever. 
This, not so much. There was some kind of um, in-depth stuff, you know, because I did take a film class in college. Just like, f- kind of a professional. Uh, framing things, the way they would divide scenes and uh, just divide with shapes. There was like some window shots where it was like the vertical division by uh, a horizontal. This way is horizontal, right? By horizontal. Yep. And just some stuff like that that I could kind of appreciate now because I kind of have an eye for it. But at the end of the day, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but I know it was intentional and it was shot fine. I thought it was good. There was no nothing shot that I thought looked bad. Yeah, I I just liked um I like, like I said <laughs> I like I said that shot with the butterfly and then using the buildings how they almost look like face. I thought that was really good. Um they did a lot of like up close tight space. Yeah. Um where she, you know, he like finds her in the wall. I thought those were shot really well because it's hard to make something feel you know, feel like a tight space and feel yeah. like, you know, she had nowhere to go. Um I don't know, there's a couple of shots like the shot, I think it's in the kitchen with the window. Where there's like the, the little looking through thing in the window, mm-hmm. and he'll like eat, and then uh, Taika Waititi would be there, like he'd be talking to him. Yeah, they went back to that a couple of times. I just kind of like how it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it was. You know, it's definitely not on the level of 1917, from what I've heard. Yeah, from what you've heard, from what I've heard, <laughs> and I've seen stuff about it too. But I thought it was really well done. Still, um, going back to plot and story real quick, I would have liked if they addressed how they were all speaking English. I know it's a movie and you're supposed to just turn that part of your brain off. Yeah. But when the American sh- so- soldiers walked by, because there's that one scene where he's like hiding under the house and you hear the American soldier like talking to his uh, sergeant or whatever, they should have had that just sound like gibberish. You know what I mean? Like anytime an American soldier talked, like it just sounded like like they didn't under... You know what I mean? Yeah. I think... Uh... I thought that would have been an added layer of like, just like, it would have been something like when you watch it, you'd be like, oh shit, they did that. Like, you know what I mean? That was definitely a... It's a movie. Yeah, they didn't want to be parasite and get the subtitles throughout the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so, I, I was. But fine how would with you it. have felt if they did do that? Just that with the American soldiers at the end, like they don't understand. You know what I mean? I mean, I think it would have been all right. Yeah, I definitely prefer everything being in English. Well, yeah, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying. But just that one scene, you're saying? I'm saying, well, that one scene when the Americans talk. When the Americans talk, yeah. it just sounds like gibberish, you know, and they do like subtitles or whatever because that would explain their I, language being different. You know what I mean? It would have been neat. Yeah, have the Americans speak German almost, so it feels like they're speaking another language yeah. you don't understand. It would have been a neat little feature. I don't mind that they didn't do it, but I, it would have added to it. Okay. <laughs> um, key elements here, Jay. And so we decided beforehand the key elements is the satire. It's pretty much a Hitler satire. Uh, Riley told me Taika Waititi, I can never say his name. Taika Waititi. Said in an interview that his one last FU to Hitler was that a Jew would play Hitler in a movie. Oh, Waititi is Jew, is a Jewish person. Um, that being said, I still gave it a 17. I thought there were definitely were satirical parts, you know, making fun of Hitler openly. Like sometimes he would say some of his ideas, like, like Jojo would ask him like, Oh, what should I do? And he'd be like, Oh, I would, you know, do this, this and that. I can't think of an, ex- an, ex- an example, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but, um, th- there was the scene in the woods where he was like, Oh, people called me crazy. Oh, I'm going to get everyone killed. And then he just kind of like shrug his shoulders. Like, yeah, it was very much making fun of him. But, uh, I didn't find it as funny as I thought I was going to find it because people called it like a comedy. It was like a drama comedy. And I laughed a few times, mostly at the little fat friend. He was funny. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, but that was the only kind of funny part of the movie. I didn't really laugh much. I didn't find myself laughing much. Like the Hitler was like, he would say some things that I would like kind of laugh at, but it, I don't know. The humor didn't play as much for me. See, for me, I gave it a 19. Wow. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as much a comedy as a satire, which I think is different. Yeah. I think it's more dark humor, less laugh out loud moments, but just like the whole idea that he has a Nazi imaginary friend that's Hitler 
Yeah. That in itself is like, it's just kind of a satire on the whole thing where it's clearly he has this blind belief and yeah. he's a German and he's going to be a Nazi. And that's because he grew up in Germany and that's what he's going to do. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, that's not who he is. Yeah. I mean, you know, he hates Jews because he's supposed to hate Jews. and Only believes all the crazy things they tell him. Yeah. He believes all that stuff. And then when it comes down to it, he meets the girl and he's like, oh, hey, maybe I don't hate Jews. Like, maybe I am just being fucking crazy. And, like, the whole time he's making the book and everything, he's like, horn. Like, yo, they have horns, obviously. Like, mind control, all this shit. Like, it it was very much just small stuff where it was just making fun of the whole idea of the fucking, like, are you kidding me? You're really going to believe this crazy person spouting shit off? Um, Some of the scenes with Rebel Wilson where she was like, oh, she, like, puts the grenade on the kid. And she's like, here, go hug that guy. Yeah. Like, pulls it. Like, shit like that was funny. Yeah. Um, but like in a morbid way. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it. The suit being made out of fucking cardboard, like the Nazi uniform yeah. for the friend. thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought it did a really good job of just completely making fun of the whole idea of blindly following Yeah. anything. Well, it kind of made fun of it, but it, I feel like it kind of, you know, I want to be careful what I say because it, it could be taken the wrong way, but I think it kind of humanized some of the people in Germany, you know, because like, you take a kid because there was probably plenty of kids like this, you know, like this fictional character where they grow up in this world where, you know, they're being fed propaganda and this is what they've been told their whole life, you know, and he's a Nazi, you know, kind of without knowing any better. Yeah. And he did a good job of humanizing him and it's like doing a slow transition and he finally kicks Hitler out the window and everything. But it kind of makes you remember that, like, you know what I mean? Like someone that was in that time, not necessarily wanted to do that. It was just kind of what he grew up in. And then like if they changed, obviously, then. They should have changed, but... But it's a lot easier for a kid. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 which I agree. There's people like him who were older and just blindly followed and did what they were told. And then maybe they were like, hey, I don't agree with this, but if they weren't going to do it, they were going to get fucking killed. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well... And so it did yeah. do that a lot. And I think it could... Yeah, it could kind of... You know, because not so much anymore, but I'm sure after the war and everything, Germans probably got a lot of flack, you know what I mean, for... Oh, for sure. For everything, you know, when not all of it was their fault. And there absolutely was radical people and terrible, terrible people. But, you know, you live in a country where it's like, look, we have to hate these people. And if you don't, we're literally going to hang you. Like, yeah, it's not America where we can go protest. Like, how many protesters we have if every time you protest, you just got gunned down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like the mom, like she was a German. She didn't agree with it. She was trying to stop the war. They fucking hung her. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was very plain and simple. Like, she was trying to do st- shit to stop the war. And they're like, no, you're not going to allow this. A subtle detail I picked up that me and Riley talked about. I want to know if you picked it up. Uh, the captain, Captain something. I forgot his name. We just yeah. talked about it. Did you pick up that he was gay? Yeah. And was- that's probably part of the reason why he helped him with the Jew is because Hitler hated gays as well. Yeah. I was oh, fine okay. with it. There was the one scene where uh, he brings in the German shepherds. And he was like, no, not like actual shepherds. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I meant dogs. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry for yelling at you. And like, they yeah. stare at each other. Well, then his suit too was all flamboyant and everything. He had like, like makeup on. It was definitely a subtle, you know, a subtle thing. And it was just, it, it gave it an explanation to why. Because there was a scene where they're raiding the house and she pretended to be his sister. And they lied about the date of birth. Like, there was a reason for that, you know, it's because that was also a commentary on how, you know, Hitler hated the gays and everything. And it's kind of like they were all into that together. Yeah. High school musical style. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he saves the boy at the end and gets gunned down by the Americans. Yes, he does. Brutal. Yeah, but oh well. I also enjoyed the scene where they uh, said how Hitler like 25 fucking times. Oh, yeah. That Just was the absurdity funny. of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I gave it a 19. I thought it did very well. You didn't think it did as well as I did, but that's it's fine. 17 is still good. Let's think about still it. Still a good score. That's an eight and a half on a one through ten. Score. Solid B. 85. Solid B. Yep. Characters, Jay. This was my highest rated category, Tyler. Okay. I gave it a one nine. Ooh. 19. Okay. I really liked the young kid. I thought he played the role very well. Uh, Taika Watiti, you know, touches anything. Anything he touches turns into gold. You told me before Scarlett Johansson did really good and may get a Best Supporting Actress nod. I didn't believe you. I thought you were just being a Skojo fanboy. She did a really well job. I thought she did a really well, a really good job. I thought she did very well. Um, the captain was great. I, I there wasn't a, the the fat kid was he Fantastic. was the the Dion Waiters Award did the most with the little <laughs> amount. I agree. The Bill Simmons uh, analogy, and there wasn't a single character in this movie that I didn't like. So I you know. I guess if there was one over the top performance, you know, Skojo was Oscar not Oscar worthy, but if there was like a you know, like a Walking Phoenix performance or something, I would have gave it a twenty, but it was just right there. Nineteen. That's fine. Can't be given out twenties. Yeah. To everything. I agree. I gave it a nineteen also. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think when I look back at it and look at all the different characters, the kid did great. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I would have liked more out of the the girl. Um, they didn't give her a lot of scenes. It was mostly him talking to her, and she did certain things, and yeah. I think they did good. But I would have liked to see more with her. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson did great. The captain did great. Um, Rebel Wilson in her small amount of time, she did good. Yeah. Like they made the joke. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna give my crippled son into the war. Someone give him a gun." And the messages. She walks over. She's like, "All right, here's the gun. Hands him. Or she's like, here's the messages. Hands him a gun. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, the I don't know their name. Gestapo. I think they're the Gestapos. The what Nazi officers. Oh, okay. I thought they did good, and that guy did good um, in his role. I can't think of his name. He's a very unique-looking person. <laughs> um, but he, they came in, and he was like, oh, there's a rumor going around that Hitler only has one ball. That's wrong. He has four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stefan Merchant is his name. Stefan Merchant. Was that the, wait, is that the guy who raided the house? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was good. Like, literally every single role. And then, of course, Taika Waititi is Hitler. Yeah. Um, every single role I think did great. They did great with what they're given. There wasn't anything incredible. Um, I I can I say that, but I think Scarlett Johansson probably had a better performance than the person who won. Who did win? Uh, Laura Dern for being a lawyer in Marriage Story. Yeah. I don't being a lawyer can be a very. You I'm, know? No, I'm just saying that was her role in it. She was a divorce lawyer. I you, I don't think you should look at the what they're playing as much as the performance of what they're playing. I'm gonna look at both. That's not fair. I think it is fair. <laughs> That's I think it is fair. Um, I think she did great, but still, I, I don't know. I loved all the characters in this. That was the one thing that I enjoyed very much is it didn't matter who was on screen. I enjoyed it. I guess the knock against Gojo maybe is um, I haven't seen any of these other movies, so I'm not even going to try to pretend like I know anything. Margot Robbie got nominated? Wow. The more you learn. It's for Bombshell, right? Yeah. That was like the Fox scandal movie. Yeah. All right, enjoyment, Ty. You're a lot more easy on enjoyment than I am. A yes, lot I easier. am. 20. My grammar is just terrible. It's all right. I gave it a 17. All right. You you know how my enjoyment skill works. Yeah, you're a lot tougher than I am. I gave Spider-Man Far From Home an 18. I gave, um, what's the movie we did last? Um, Birds of Prey, yep. a 16. Yep. This is right in the middle. It's closer to 18 than it is to 16 for sure. But I did not like it as much as I like Spider-Man Far From Home. So it got one notch lower for a total of 86 out of 100 out for my movie scale. I believe I did. I got a 91. I just did bad math. 
You know, I don't know why you always use your calculator. Bad math. Just add how much. Okay, here's a pro tip by Jason. Add how much you're not giving in each category. Add those all together. Subtract okay. that by 100. Subtract 100 by that. I mean, I could do that, or I could just add how much I did give it. But then you have to bust out the calculator. Look, 17, 16, 17, 19, 17. 3, 4. So 3, 3, 6, 4, 10, 1, 11, 3, 14, 86 out of 100. Got a 91. What does that average out to, Tyler? That averages out to an 88.5. I feel like that's the second time we've given an 88.5. You're right, Jay. Can you guess what the other movie is? Spider-Man. It is. <laughs> I think I might have gave Spider-Man an 86 and you might have gave it a 91. <laughs> we might have, yeah. <laughs> Which is fair. I'm. This is a better made movie than Spider-Man, but I definitely enjoyed Spider-Man more. But there's obvious bias behind that. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, I think just with the enjoyment thing, that's because I know I do have bias. So if I watch a different type of movie where this is very different from Spider-Man, if I enjoy them for different reasons, I still enjoy them. Yeah. I think you have to do something. There has to be bits and pieces in your movie that I don't enjoy to not get a 20. Otherwise, if I sit down and I enjoy your entire movie, you deserve a 20. Okay. That's just my thought process. That's fair. That's very fair. 86, though. Is that, do you think I'm okay by giving an 86? I don't care what you think. It's an Oscar-nominated movie, and you gave it an 86. A, our movie scale, A, is tough. B, it only has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm better than Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> our movie scale is both tough and easy. How so? We've only given out two scores under 70. We don't see bad movies. That is true. I was saying we, I want to watch bad movies. Yeah, when do we see? I want to shit on movies. Do you think the Rotten Tomato score is so bad because critics just get... You know, because it's the whole Nazi thing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the biggest thing with this movie and where it deserves credit is if you make this movie wrong, your career's over. Yeah. If you make a funny Hitler movie that sucks, they don't let you make movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very. That's the fucking end of the line. Yeah. Disney stops associating with you. They find someone else for Thor, and you're done. Yeah. Um, but I think they they fucking nailed this. They did a perfect job with what they wanted to do with what his vision was i think taiko chidi nailed it well it was based off a book too right or something yeah it was adapted screenplay so it, there was a source material okay um but i think just from what they put on screen it was fucking great i will say this movie had me researching hitler more and just world war ii in general That's movie good. historical movies like that always make me do it you know i watched the video well it was a short one i know they have like long documentaries about it that'd be more informative but i watched like a four minute video of what would have happened if hitler won um i watched a video about you know the origins of hitler it's just he's a fascinating guy in history you know what i mean like obviously he's a terrible terrible person Bad, but, but that doesn't mean it's not fascinating like just how does it get to that not not so much he's fascinating but just like the entire how did it get to that point that's what fascinated me and there's the whole you know he used like the theory that he did speed and everything but yeah. again how did it get to that whole thing where he pretty much became like a freaking dictator and convinced an entire country to hate everyone because that would not fly in 2019 2020 okay but at the same time, I mean, it's not to that extent because of social media and how shit travels so much faster than it did back then. Yeah. But the situation now, people are very divided in here. Yeah. And I think in like Britain, too, it was, there's something was going on. there. But it's, it's regardless of what side you fall on and how much you might hate the other side. Uh, it's not locking people up and gassing them to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not gassing them to death, but locking people up in the United States. I'm not getting a political conversation on this podcast, Tyler. This is how we divide our listeners. I I agree, but I'm saying I think it's very easy for shit to get out of hand. But then at the same time, like, so it's like, what would happen if Hitler won that war? Is is there any situation where he would have completely won and that would have been it? 
because there's always going to be people who disagree with what he's doing. Well, the the thing was pretty much that what would have happened, the most likely path to a Hitler victory for what he wanted would have been, it would have had to get to a point where the other two superpowers in the world, America and, and the USSR, would pretty much agree for a ceasefire, like we're not getting involved in this, and Hitler would have pretty much taken over Europe. And they would have been like a third superpower. And then who knows what would have happened after that. Yeah, just kind of let him do his own thing, don't interact. Yeah. So it would have been, yeah, like three superpowers. Actually, the video I watched, one of them was about, um, it was this crazy take, but it actually, it like, I, they were saying how, like, the Hitler, like, World War Two actually helped the long term of mankind or something. Because it gave everyone, like, a common enemy because, you know, the whole, like, Cold War and everything. And they said, wow. without Hitler and without World War Two and, you know, everyone kind of coming together and whatever, like, it would have turned into, like, the hostility would have just built and built and built. And then by the time it, you know, action would have happened, that's when we would have had nuclear. Because we didn't have, you know, the U.S. was obviously the first ones and only it's ones like if to they nuke someone. If they would have pushed World War Two off until 20 the years. Yeah, like, we would have just destroyed everyone. I, mean, I was like, that's a wild take. <laughs> that is a wild take. I don't know if it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know enough. That's why I want to learn more. I did not pay attention to history class in high school. I, I hated history. But it's actually, history is pretty, if they changed the way they taught history, it'd be like everyone's favorite class. But how do you change it? Movies. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make a movie. Out of, have you seen the movie The Invention of Lying? No. It's So it's, um. what's the short dude who did the Grammys or what? No, he didn't do the fucking Grammys. Danny DeVito. No, <laughs> he's British. He was in the British office. Oh, Ricky Gervais? Yes. It's a movie with him, and no one knows how to lie. And it's very anti-religion, which is very bad. Yeah, he's a, a, whatchamacallit, atheist. Yeah, it's very anti-religion. And the thing is, he invented religion (laughs) in the thing. But no one lies in it. And so they make movies and shit. But the movies, you can't lie. You can't tell stories. So it's literally just, this movie's the 1800s. Here's what happened in the 1800s. (laughs) And it's just a guy sitting down talking about what actually happened. Because they can't make anything up. They just need to do that. They just need to make movies like that. Okay. Um, add a little bit of lying in. Funny funny story in my European history class, AP or PhD history, not to, you know, flex in sophomore year. I think I've told the story on the podcast, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, you know, my teacher had a heart attack, so he was out of commission. Mm. We were just yep. learning about World War II, actually. Um, so I would have actually known more. But, you know, things happen. And we got a long-term replacement, Mr. Cross. You remember Mr. Cross. I remember Cross. Mr. Cross. And we would just watch movies. And one of the movies we watched because he told, said it was a very important historical movie and it was a very well-made movie and it's very important for our, our class material was Lincoln in a European history class. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? He's just, just an American history. Broad strokes. We also watched Monsters University, which I don't know how that was. Uh, but I think that was like last day of the semester or something. So. That at least had a reason. But the Lincoln was supposed to be like, I think we had a writing assignment on it. That's great. That's fantastic. European history. I had AP American history, and I don't remember shit. I took that in college because I, I heard that class was uh, brutal. It was. It was very brutal. I nearly failed. But yeah. I passed. And I passed because our final part, the only thing I remember, our final project was on the 50s. And oh, yeah. You we and did Conrad like a, a grease dance out. and yeah. made milkshakes. Yeah. Fucking I was at it. your house when you guys were practicing all that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I don't. Maybe there is a better way to teach history because there is a lot of interesting shit. There's a lot of shit that was covered up. Yeah, people don't talk history. about. We were talking about it beforehand. They're doing something with the new uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, not Captain America Falcon Winter Soldier show, where it's like, oh, they tested on uh, African American people yeah. before, 
and like, oh, that was the first Captain America, which is actually based on something that happened in real life. Yeah. Where they took a group of African American, I want to say soldiers, but I could be wrong, and like gave them syphilis just to see what would happen and how to fix it, but didn't tell them they're giving them syphilis. Yeah. It's wild shit. Yeah. They just choose not to tell people. There's a lot of, I've taken a few American culture classes and, and that's pretty much like all the classes are is like revisionist history. The class I'm in right now, it's Californian history and it's talking about like the mission period and all the revisionist history about that. Like mm-hmm. how California glorifies the mission period and like the mission in isn't a mission. I don't know if you knew that. Holy shit. The closest mission in the mission in is like a hundred miles away. Really? Yeah. And so the guy literally, he literally, it was like his, it was like his little hotel, whatever for travel, travelers, whatever. He turned it into the mission in to capitalize because there was like a, after the mission period, there was a huge like tourist, um, you know, like uh, appeal towards missions. So he just called it the mission in and like, you know, just everything was bank. built like a mission. Yeah. And pretty much pretended it was a mission. So That's like wild. in the 1920s and all that in the 1910s, just a bunch of people, all the like if you look at a lot of architecture from that time, it's a lot of like Spanish architecture because yeah. they were just banking on that. But they don't talk about how, like, the Christian missionaries would, like, literally torture people and rape the Indians' wives and everything. I mean, Christopher Columbus is a holiday, but he was a fucking terrible person who killed a lot of people. Yeah, he was a uh, – I learned that in the class, too. He was, like, a pretty much a dictator in Haiti where he would uh, show up, and it was called, like, the gold rule. He would pretty much show up, tell him, like, okay, you need to find me this much gold by the time I get back. Leave. Come back. And if each person didn't give him enough gold. Like, each person had to give him a certain amount of gold. He would cut off, like, their fingers and their hands. Yeah. He was a terrible fucking person. <laughs> and we celebrate him. Yeah. I think that's dropped a little bit more recently. I think they switched it to Native American Day. Yeah. Which is good. Indigenous People Day. Is it Indigenous People? Yeah. But, yeah. Fuck that guy. And there's the whole, you know, um, our founding fathers having slaves and everything. And, like, there's, you know, like, I think it's Ben Franklin. I don't want to mess this up, but, like... I think it was Ben Franklin was like in his writing and everything and in like the, the, um, what is it? The constitutional cabinet or whatever it was called. Okay. Um, pretty much said like, Oh, we shouldn't, we should consider slate, you know, there are people too. This is the rights to everyone. And pretty much was like against it in theory. And like, that's what people like that support the founding father say. It's like, Oh, well he said it was a bad thing. And it was kind of like, but no, he owned like 400 slaves and had a, his own estate where he made like thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars off of slaves. Oh yeah. He got rich off of slaves. There's a lot of stuff like that, Ty. Are you okay? Why do you look so surprised? So, uh, we didn't record the Jojo Rabbit thing. I recorded 14 seconds and then it stopped recording and I closed, I was out of the tap and did not realize it wasn't recording. Why'd you stop recording it? I didn't. I just minimized the tab and it stopped recording when I did that. (laughs) Oh, brother. Yeah, so listeners, we were going to make a YouTube video to put on YouTube of just the Jojo Rabbit segment, but I guess that's not coming to you, so nope. we had two weeks in a row of uploads, but this week we're not going to have one because I got lazy in editing and asked Tyler to do it last minute. I might just have to fucking knock it out now. You don't have to do that, Ty. That's a lot. I'm the one that freaking put it on you anyways. Why the fuck did it do that? I'm so fucking mad right now. We got 14 seconds. This is like when we recorded the King Kong gameplay and freaking <laughs> wasn't recording the gameplay. <laughs> I caught your clap. Your clap is the end of the video. The clap to sync up the beginning of the video. <clears throat> we'll start another video right now and then close your tab to see if that's what made it stop. Or to see if it just stopped at 14 seconds randomly. If you get what I'm, if you get what I'm putting down. I get what you're putting down. I'm going to... Another thing, listeners, about that California history, the mission period. I like read these letters from missions and it was talking about how like he, the guy was upset pretty much that... The Cal the the Californian missionaries were like raping the Indian wives, but he, he was kind of like he justified it like 
because of God and everything. And like, oh, there's a a lot of that. Yeah. And it was pretty much like, but then whenever, not the same letter, but like other letters where they would talk about the, you know, the Native Americans and they talk, they would pretty much call them savages and stuff just because. And like one of them I read, I got 100% out of 100% on my uh, reading response because they really intrigued me was one of them was about like when they first um, found the native, not found the Native Americans, but um, came across them. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much this guy just like slandering everything they do. And he's like, yeah. And they have this God called, it was called like Chima Chinex or something like that, where they don't know how to parent their kids. And the only way they parent their kids is through this fear of this God. They tell them that if they don't behave and respect their elders and the God is going to get them and the gods, you know, they're not going to be one with the gods and like criticized them for it. Wow. And I pretty much wrote like, I thought it was ironic how, you know, he, he, they were criticizing these, you know, native Americans for using their God as like, you know, parenting tool, but then would literally like, you know, use the fear of God to convert them to Christianity. Yeah. I mean, no comment. I'm just talking about history here. Exactly. Talking about history. And along that line, the creator of the Mormon church was known for sleeping with like 14 year olds to 12 year olds and used his creating of the church to say, you can have multiple wives (laughs) so he could sleep with multiple underage girls we have a mormon friend an we ex-mormon do. friend, and i'm just talking about history he's ex-mormon ex-mormon he's... which is wild the fact that they just were like okay yeah here's my 12 year old daughter <laughs> <laughs> another thing i learned in one of my culture classes was about the vietnam war how the government pretty much like lied about everything to get public support for the vietnam war like we were just getting our asses kicked the whole time and they were like no yeah we're doing great like no shit and yeah we had like no reason to even be there like it was just i think it was nixon is the one that started nixon was definitely in office during it i don't know if he's the one that started it i don't I remember think so i think part or of Lyndon that B. is Johnson. everything part of that's what got him fucking kicked out of office no watergate was about spying on his political enemies i think I thought something else happened where he like did something without approval in Vietnam. That might that could have been it. Too. I think that kind of started it. Anyways, yeah, we pretty much were getting our ass kicked. And there's a thing called the Pentagon Papers where a guy, I think he worked for the Pentagon, he pretty much just released them. He gave them to like all the newspapers and stuff and uh of all these like reports where there were just us getting our ass kicked and like we have no reason to even be there and like they would make things up like all oh, these Vietnam the Vietnamese Kong, you know, they gunned down 50 innocent children. And they would say shit like that to get the public support and get like congressional report support to, you know, increase funding and whatnot. And, um, yeah. So he printed all these papers, gave them to like all the major newspapers, the United States government tried to prosecute him. And then it stood, it stood in the Supreme court. They pretty much said like what he did was like not illegal. (laughs) Jesus. I think, I I don't know. He might've only, he might've actually served prison time. I don't remember, but it was like very short. Because, like, the argument was that the documents he released were, um, because it's something where, like, if it's uh, a threat to the, you know what I mean, to the United States security or whatever, then you're not allowed to do it, but. Well, I know there was one guy, this was recent, where he released, like, all of the, like, hidden files and shit. I can't think of it. He was on Joe Rogan. It was, like, a really big deal when he was on Joe Rogan. Yeah, the guy that lives in, like, Russia now. Yeah. Or the Netherlands or whatever. Um, He had to leave because he released all these documents. Snowden. Yes. And it was like shit that the government was hiding from the population. Yeah, that's how he spied on us. Oh, yeah. That was the NSA shit. Yeah. How they literally were just fucking getting into everything. It's like, yeah, we're just we're just not going to tell people. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see trial and dismissal. Um, um, I feel like this is crazy, dude. 
And I feel like the worst part of this is like they hide shit. Which then gets people talking, and then we get theory videos on YouTube, and people believe the Earth is flat, and <laughs> we have aliens. It's because they are stupid, and they do hide shit that they should tell us, and they do do shady things and not tell part of history. Yeah. And then people run with it. It was a New York Times Company Co. versus United States. It was a landmark decision on the First Amendment. The ruling made it possible for the New York Times and the Washington Post newspaper to publish the then-classified Pentagon Papers without risk of government censorship or punishment because that's what happened the guy got in trouble because he worked for the pentagon whatever leaked it but um they like fucked up they like illegally wiretapped him and stuff so i think he got like a reduced prison sentence like stuff like that um but the new york times because they were trying to like you know get the new york times and the new york times like hey we were just given this like our it's our job to report what we get and Mm -hmm. it stood up in the supreme court so that's wild uh one six to three no six to two i learned i'm how many Supreme Court justices are there? Nine. I learned that in my class. I also learned how to read like Supreme Court decisions stuff. That's why I'm upset that I got it wrong. No, it is six three. Six three. I thought there was one to break tie ties. Yeah, nine. But I thought like he doesn't vote unless there's a tie. I don't think that's how it works. Should work that way. More <laughs> dramatic. That'd be if there was like eight and then they had the ninth guy. But I think it's just nine. But I think you need six of nine to pass. I think five of four. I think that's maybe the Senate. I think the Senate has that guy. I think. The yeah, Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi? I don't know. I know there's one thing. That's the where House it's like, of Representative guy. It's wherever if they... It's Mitch McConnell. They, if it's like a tie, then one person votes. Otherwise, he doesn't vote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader. Oh, he's a bad person. We don't know that. I don't know anything about him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting we're towing the edge of politics, and I don't like it. That's okay. We're just We're just telling history. <laughs> I don't know any other history, any other revisionist history. I'm sure I learned more in my classes, but none I could bring to you right now. That's the problem. What they need to teach this shit should just be history. Shouldn't be revisionist. They history. won't though, because why? Why are we gonna? Oh, that was another thing I was talking to Riley about. Like, I wonder how, like, German schools teach about the Holocaust. I know. Well, I don't know. I've heard. <laughs> that there's like things where like they don't allow any swastikas or anything remotely like that in Germany because part of the country doesn't believe it actually happened. Well, yeah, there's the Holocaust deniers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like they literally made it to where like you're not allowed to have swastikas or anything that's like shows like shit that happened from then. They're like, oh, no, that didn't happen because they just cover up everything. That's a big minority, though. It's well, yeah. not a lot of people. No, it's but... not. But still shit like that. Like, but like, how do they teach it? Like. Like, do they hide certain aspects of it? Obviously, like, there's not much you can hide, like, but do they just say, like, yeah, Hitler did this, but, like, do they hide, you know, some of the, like, more gruesome details or some other, like, smaller things he did? Like, I don't know. You got to imagine. I don't know. Because you look at, like we were saying, like, the Christopher Columbus shit, they don't teach that. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, Christopher Columbus, he found us, and that's it. That's all that happened. See, I feel like that kind of stuff, it's so far gone in history, like, not not so far gone, but so back in history, there was nothing... uh like documenting it like video yeah that is like where it makes it different because i watched we watched another one of the holocaust videos we watched is the lady was saying like you know she was like part of the holocaust association whatever like one of the charities or uh, not charities like museums and she was like you know it had the unique aspect that it was the most documented mass murder what what is that called when you have a, a genocide yeah it was like the most documented genocide in the world history you know where you lit like it was so like 
there's just so much on it that you can't deny it, even though there are people that do deny it. But that's what I was watching. It was about Holocaust deniers. That's why they were talking about it. So like something like Columbus, obviously it's easier to push under the rug because it's just kind of like uh, happened 500 years ago, you know, unless a third grader is going to go look it up where a third grader probably knows that the Holocaust at least happened. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, with that, like we teach about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Where I'm, I'm... Is it Hiroshima or Hiroshima? I always say Hiroshima, but I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's spelled Hiroshima or Hiroshima. I think you're right. I think you're right. But either way, like we killed at least 100,000 to 300,000 civilians. Yeah. And I mean, we just teach it and it was like, yeah, it's part of war, which I mean, whatever your opinion is on that. Like they attacked us at Pearl Harbor, which was people in the military. Yeah. And we dropped a bomb on a town, on a city. Yeah. In that with World War Two and how hostile it was. I mean, I don't know enough about it. If they would have dropped like a nuke on a on a like a military base? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I guess I'd be more okay with it, but yeah, just dropping on civilians, that's pretty Which is crazy. It ended the war, I guess, so it did its job. It but... did, but I mean, that that's something that they still teach, and maybe it isn't the best shit that we did. Yeah. But with that, they don't talk about the Japanese camps. Oh, well, yeah, I, we, I learned about that in like 10th grade for the first time, reading that one book yeah. about, uh, oh, what was it called? I want to go there. It's actually only like two and a half hours away. Miramar. It's on the 395. Yeah. The sequoias. I think, yeah, I think I, I think I'd, we read that. Yeah, but yeah, like they they literally just locked. It was pretty much like concentration camps, just yeah, without killing people. Just but here, it was, you know, in California. It's fucking crazy, and I mean, they mo- for the most part gloss over it. Yeah, I mean, there's a very small percent of our population who knows about it. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's just one of those things, you know. It's. We're in a new era of information and easily accessible information technology where you can kind of, if you're, you know, you could learn stuff like this, just not being assigned it in school. And it's just, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of the country, they just get in their own kind of bubble of thoughts and they just don't escape from it. You know, like me and Ryler were having this conversation a few weeks ago, like how is there still, or maybe it was someone else I was talking to. I don't know. Like, how is there still racism in America? Like extremely racist people. And it's like, I don't want to make excuses for anyone who's racist. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. But you know, if you grow up in an extremely racist place, you know, with an extreme, extremely racist community, let's say you live in a small community, like 500 people mm-hmm. and you're like Jojo rabbit. You're literally growing up being told like, you know, these people are bad. We hate these people, you know, like it's just human nature to not know any better. You know, yeah. we we're lucky that we live in a time with so much information and more, you know, California is such a div- diverse place where, you know, we're, we don't have that, but you know, you get stuck in that bubble and it's like, well, we don't have that on that scale Yeah, where everyone's racist is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you don't have any way to break free of that bubble. And then, you know, you just kind of, you know, you grow up that way. I mean, as far as that, and like firsthand experience, I may or may not have a relative I won't name who's from up north, uh, I think Montana, very small town, grew up with very old parents. Yeah. She's younger than me and her parents are like 70. I have no idea who, the, I don't even know who this is, listeners, so don't, don't worry if you don't. <laughs> and uh, she came out to California and there aren't very many African Americans where she lives. And she was very casually using the N-word and saying, oh, look at that N-word. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And it's shit like that word. Again, no excuses. That's not right. Yeah. But they grow up in this bubble and that's all they know. Yeah. And then it's just very casual. This is how it is. Yeah. And they have no reason 
to go without that bubble and learn. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's fucking insane. And especially something like racism, like, you know, like as much as, you know, America tries to put slavery and everything in its rearview mirror, it's not that far in the past. At it was all. abolished, you know, the Civil War was what, like the eighteen sixties, I think. Um I cannot history buff, but no. um <laughs> no clue. Not even gonna guess. You know, my, my great grandma who just passed away, you know, God bless her soul, she was born I think in like the nineteen tens, nineteen twenties. Like so you figure her grandma her her great grandma was alive during the Civil War, you know what I mean? So yeah. and that's not that many generations removed. So And I mean that's one thing with slavery, but as far back as like what, the fifties where oh, we weren't yeah, allowed exactly. to drink that's out of the same closer. fucking water yeah. thing? Segregation. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, segregation. Oh, no, suffrage is women's voting rights. <laughs> but, like, segregation, that wasn't that long ago where it was like, you don't look like me, we can't associate, we can't be near each other, yeah. I don't want anything you touch to touch me. But, yeah, and that was also a product of the whole slavery era, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just, and it's gotten better, but it's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah, it's just, and it's insane, like you said, with all the information that's available today, how people are still so ignorant on things like that. Well, thing, like things like that, like... You just you need to talk to people. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what a racist person's gonna read that's gonna make them not racist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I and that's the issue. Yeah. So it's like they believe this, and you try and tell them otherwise. They're like, "Oh, you're you're wrong." Yeah. They don't want to listen to you, for the most part. I mean, there is people who grew up, maybe the older like older people who grew up in times like that. Yeah. And it was accepted when they were young, and now they realize that that's fucked up, and you can't be like that. And yeah. that's good. Shit like that's good. Where you, you know, allow information to fucking come through and you actually process it. I saw a tweet. I don't know how real it was or if it was just someone trying to become viral. But I think I want to say it was a um, want to say it was a transgender person, maybe. I'm not sure. But they pretty much tweeted that. What is a cis? Straight. A CIS? Uh, it's just a straight. It's like a oh. cis man is just me and you. Oh, OK. Because she put a cis white male in his like 70s, walked up to my, you know, like walked up to my book signing or whatever and was like, oh. Um, you know, transgender, huh? Like those people weren't accepted in my time, but I'm trying to be more open. And then like bought a copy or something like that. And like, you know, everyone was like applauding it. Like, this is how people should be. Again, I don't know how real that story is. If it was someone just trying to get Twitter clout, but that's how people should be. You know, there's nothing wrong with thinking something and changing your mind. People evolve. I was wrong. And I'm going to make sure I fix this. It is someone who identifies, um, with the gender or sex they were assigned at birth. Okay. So I don't know if that means you have to be straight, but it just means you were born a man and you are still a man. Still identify as a man. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Ty. You're welcome. Just want to clear that so up. There's tr- so many new um, terms that I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be good I'm about so, it. Dude, I'm so out of touch, man. Just rap music, trends, you know, things like this. Like, I'm just out of touch. What is ba- I still don't know what bombaclat means. I don't know. I know what it, like... What happens when people say it? <laughs> it's like a like a dog. Like I know what a dog bark is. Like when it's aggressive bark, I'm like, oh, he's about to fuck me up. I yeah. see bomb will clap. I'm like, I don't know exactly what that means, but I know what's following. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm lost, man. I'm still lost on that. I was singing a song in the car the other day, and then I looked and I was like, I have no idea who this is. I don't even have a guess on who this person is. And I'm not old. We're not old. <laughs> no, we should know. We're these young. Things. We're yeah. We're. It's not that we're just not old. We're literally like young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy i don't know man i don't know i'm so out of touch now so going back to what we were saying though like with the internet and shit do you think things can be hidden up like hidden moving forward as yeah. far as like 
removed from history books. Oh, so yeah. So very, very public things. Because you oh, figure... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even back in World War II where shit was going on, it still took quite a while for information to travel. Yeah. Literally, I could right now FaceTime someone in Japan on the exact opposite, or China, opposite fl- fucking place of the, you know. Face of the earth. Yeah. Talk yeah. to them immediately. Easily. Stuff can get hidden. so fast. It not, maybe not so much stuff getting hidden, but stuff getting just lied about and people believing it. I mean, dude, every news outlet we have in the world is biased. I mean. Well, yeah, absolutely. You turn on CNN and one thing happened, and then you turn on Fox News and another thing happened, and then you've got to try to take parts of CNN story and then parts of Fox News story to find like what the real truth is like there will always be you know biases and people will believe what they want to believe and if they read you know such and such happened in a certain way then you know I'm just saying like holocaust deniers like is that even possible moving forward yeah I mean people think the earth is flat that's true there are still dumb people (laughs) with with this you know advanced age of technology you just and that's the thing is if you think something like the earth is flat you can just as easily as you could find why the Earth's not flat, you can just ignore that, put that to the side, and Google why is the Earth flat, and listen to hundreds to thousands of other people who agree with you and their reasons why the Earth is flat, and you're just going to believe that. And it's not so much people hiding things. I mean, the government could... I'm sure the government's hiding a lot of stuff, but... You want to watch a Flat Earth video? I've watched a 30-minute Flat Earth documentary. Because I, I went into it with open mind. I was like, look, if they can give me <laughs> compelling reasons to believe why the earth is flat, like I won't completely rule it out. I've never seen the earth and the video is just so ridiculous. And I was just like, this makes no sense. Why would, why would we be, if you want to think the initial moon landing is fake, like that's fine. I don't Final hate people fact. who think that I don't, I disagree, but I don't, yep. you know, but the f- earth, whole earth is flat. Like, why would they lie about that? That's one of the ones that makes me laugh. Cause it's like, what, what is the point? What yeah. is the point of just being like, Let's fuck with people and say it's a ball. <laughs> like, what What good does that do? Because <laughs> they don't want you to reach the end, bro. What do they believe? The the, the ice glaciers at the end of the, the flat earth. That's pretty much what it is. It's, like it's a, just a wall? It's like a flat earth, I think. And then the edges of the earth, it's kind of like a pizza, I think. If there's a flat like earth. Ice crust? Yeah, pretty is much. Stuffed crust? <laughs> <laughs> Stuffed with lies about the earth being so around. So, do flat um, earthers not believe in global warming? Because what happens to those those edge glaciers melt? I, exactly. I don't know. Do we all just slip off well, the plate? No, they don't believe in global warming. They believe in um, flat warming. Oh, they plate warming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> From my understanding is, and I don't think, I always envision, <laughs> I always envision them thinking of like a rectangle, but maybe it is just like a flat circle, like a pizza. And I think that's what it is. There's like ice glaciers around the edge that are like super high. <laughs> like I, I don't I, like a video game almost like you get to the end and it's just like a tall mountain you can't climb <laughs> so what do they think about like the moon I, I don't know like why wouldn't the moon just land on us I, is the moon... if everything else just naturally goes in that down direction why wouldn't the moon go in that down direction i think yeah i don't know i think it's yeah it's they can't believe gravity either how we're all like on a ball but like i'm on the ball this way and you're on the ball that way I theoretically wanna... if you're on the other side of the earth I legitimately want to send out like a filler on Twitter or something and find a diehard flat earther and, and interview him. Let's interview him. That is something I very, very much want to do. But we have to be civil, like scientifically I will, civil. I will absolutely start civil. I will give them 15 minutes of civil in the Okay, interview. but don't get hostile unless they get hostile. Cause, uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. I just If they get hostile, I will stay civil for 15 minutes. Okay, I'm going to prepare you. Okay. Have I, you ever seen get... the curve of the earth? <laughs> 
<laughs> I have. I've been in a plane. Have, it just, appears curved. Just be like, well, have you ever seen the glaciers? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I would have a question, some questions for a flat earther too. I'd be like, all right, so if the earth's flat, how deep is the earth's crust? Like how far down can we dig before we just fall out the other side? And what's on the other side? Yeah. Do we just fall straight into space? Like Minecraft? Dig? Like, yeah. Do we just fall and then we instantly freeze because the pressures of space? Do space? they believe there's a, like a molten core? Or there's like a molten layer underneath us? That's something you have to interview our flat earther. I want to ask them questions. So I want to interview a flat earther and I don't want to say they're wrong about anything. I want to ask them so many questions that they realize they're wrong. There you go. That's fine. Explain the mo- Explain the sunrise. That was one of them that they were trying to explain in the video and it just made no sense. Like how the sun can rise at different times on this flat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. I explain the seasons. What's up with the seasons? <laughs> How's that work? If we're just flat sitting here. <laughs> I can't tell you, Ty waves i don't even i can't even explain waves and i believe the earth is round i don't know i that's one good. of those things i've thought of multiple times like i have no idea how waves work i know it has to do like the wind current and the ocean current i don't know how those are created and like how the moon affects them i, I know the, that's moon the gravity affects of the moon the moon affects like low tide high tide is the gravity pulling the water that's fucking wild dude but does that mean like if i had a like stupid accurate scale i'm talking like fucking hundreds of decimal points does that mean i would be lighter at low tide because i'd have some gravity pulling me up probably i want to high i want to correct you um i learned this in chemistry class it's precise not accurate very (laughs) precise precise calculator thank you you're right the first day of chemistry we had to learn the difference between precise and accurate zizmer would be disappointed in me (laughs) (laughs) fuck um Oh man, you made me lose my train of thought. I'm booking that. I'm I'm going to find a diehard fucking flat earther. Dude, you made me lose my train of thought. I apologize. And I'll make sure the camera's on this time while interviewing them. I'll make it a YouTube video. <sighs> what was I gonna say, Ty? We were talking about the earth and the tide, and I don't understand the tide and the moon. The waves. Gravity. Oh. Everything has gravity. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I got we some learned gravity. That in physics. I got some gravity. I'm getting more working my job. Literally, literally any mass anything with mass has gravity it's just gravity such as the you know what i mean you know what i mean you took physics it's exponential it's yeah this the, our size is just so small that we don't actually pull anything towards us well I mean, we do but we aren't was precise enough to tell how much we do it we have yeah, gravity we are pulling stuff towards us it's just such a small amount so unless I you're if I a just, flat earther I, I wonder if i just stay here for like my whole life if something will slowly move towards me no because there's other things around you that also have mass that's why you'd have to go into a completely vacuum sealed room with but no other mass i'm applying in it. a force to something but i'm not the only force exactly so to. nothing would ever move that's what i was saying i was like yeah. if i wonder if i just spent a whole lifetime just sitting there if something would slowly come towards me oh no, so you'd have to not. be in space yes by yourself and just be floating there and theoretically something should float towards you over time however long that takes who knows would you decompose in space yeah you would i don't know how decomposition works i don't either but i feel like you would there's a lot of stuff i don't understand in this world ty i had something else too that i forgot gravity (laughs) (laughs) i believe in gravity gravity i'm good with i don't know man it's just crazy did you hear there's like this uh off topic there's like this hyperplane that's supposed to go from london to new york in like four hours a plane 
Yeah, it's like a super fast plane. Really? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. They're like in the testing stages of it. Sets record for fastest subsonic flight from New York to London. Took four hours and 56 minutes, reaching a top speed of 825 miles per hour. So it's just kind of like, like a military jet that goes like, you know, we'll do like, what is it, like Mach 2 or it's whatever. It's a Boeing. But that's what I'm saying, but it uses like that speed just really big for commercial. Because I guarantee like, was it, F-15 or something can do it in that time. Dude, it went faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. That's like the sonic booms, like F-15s and shit. Oh. It's when they break the speed of, sp- fucking speed of sound. They had wind on its... Like pushing them. Yeah. So is this, can people be on it? I don't understand. I don't know. I think they, oh no. What? I think it was carrying passengers. Imagine being on that flight. Like you're just, you're getting on the flight. You're expecting like a 10 hour flight to London. You're just like, oh. And they're like, hey guys, we're going to try to set a record tonight. We're going to get you there in five hours. And you're we're about like, to do speed run. <laughs> <laughs> like terrified, but happy at the same time. <laughs> That'd be wild. I was watching a YouTube video. And did you know? Copper, when it is introduced to like magnets, okay. creates a magnetic field. No, because they made this hoverboard with magnets, and if you have a copper floor, it just won't touch the fucking ground. Zero resistance. So it's like um, you literally back to the hover. Future? Yes, you literally hover. You just have to have a copper ground. And like they made this area where it's a copper floor, just a thin thing of copper. And when you introduce the magnet to it, it creates like a super strong magnetic field. Magnetic field. So could you do something? So. For example, what I was thinking, make a train, set of train tracks, copper. Isn't that kind of already like what the Japanese have? I think so. I don't know why they don't do that more. That's so smart. So I was thinking about this because I was doing the I side with not to get political again. It was like, do you think we should spend more on public transport? And I was just like, it'd be cool to have like a hyperspeed rail in America. But it's just kind of like it, America's so spread out and there's so like the big cities are so spread out. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's not enough of a desire for it you know what i mean i would love it it'd be cool it'd be cool depending on where it goes but because they already have you know the amtrak that goes from you know we could jump on an amtrak here in victorville and go to chicago it only takes 20 hours or it takes 20 hours that's the caveat yeah um so i don't know it's all relative though jay you say oh it takes 20 hours because you like stopped yourself from saying only (laughs) think the pioneers (laughs) i that that blows my mind too i talk about pioneers a lot I don't know how the fuck they're just like, hey, we're going to go. Like, imagine us. We're just like, hey, let's go to San Diego. Like, all right. We'll be there in a month. (laughs) Let me get my wagon and everything I own and a couple of horses. And we're just going to endure the fucking elements and just walk. Yeah. I I, Pioneers blow my mind too, Ty. I don't get it. The closest I felt got to a pioneer in my life was walking to Circle K when I was a kid to get some snacks. It's brutal. I remember I was pissed, too, because I went with Brandon once, and Tim was doing literally nothing and would not take us to Circle K. And we walked to Circle K and back, and it took forever. Not to memory. I was just pissed the whole time. Like, Brandon, why isn't your dad taking us to Circle K? He's literally doing nothing. I don't get it. I don't get how they walked for that long. Were pioneers just jacked? Uh, I don't know. They had to have fucking leg muscles of a horse. Probably. People in general, probably more muscular. They weren't eating protein, though. No way they had a lot of protein on on the pioneer trail that's another thing just living like do you ever think about how stinky (laughs) how how stinky everyone was back in the days or like their teeth i was thinking about that today like how their toothpaste tampons like periods how did women deal with periods in the 1800s i don't know we're blessed man 
We're we blessed to live in the good 21st shit. century. There's shit we complain about now that it's like, what the fuck? I don't even know what I would complain about now. I don't know. Not I, pressing record on our YouTube video? Yeah. Having a camera that only records for 20 minutes so we have to use a webcam? Yeah. That only records for 14 seconds. <laughs> That's crazy. I got my phone. I can look anything up. Can you imagine having to go to the library to look shit up? That's not even that long ago. My teacher tried to get me to do it, but I don't do it. No, fuck that. Yeah, I know. I got Google. <laughs> All righty, Ty. So a few things I got for you, Tyler. We did not prepare. We don't even have an outline. No Fun outline. fact. We haven't even recorded the intro yet. It's wild. And if you're this far in the podcast, you know that we are now, you know, we're on Anchor. We got an Anchor ad. Yeah. You've already heard it, but we haven't even recorded it yet. So You've you're doing our, a little bit of time travel. Fantastic ad. That's yet to be recorded that you've already heard. You've heard future Think of that Jason. for a minute. Yeah. Think of that. You've already heard me in like 30 minutes recording this ad that I have not done yet. Now, I know there's like no chance of this happening, but like something falls through the fucking sky right now and kills us. It's going to be wild content to listen to. <laughs> they're like, what do you mean? We didn't hear it. And that's because we couldn't record it. Um, Before I talk about sports, speaking of dying, I set up a 401k. A what? A four, You don't know what a 401k is? I didn't is? hear what you said. A 401k. Okay. Do you have a 401k? Yeah, I, I do. Through my company. I have nothing about it. I know not a goddamn thing. I just... So I'm only putting in $75 a paycheck. So $150 a month, which is like below... Like they recommend like 8% minimum. I was like, I'm just going to go below, below that. If I only did 75 per paycheck until I was like 60 or whatever, I'd still have like $300,000 saved up because of interest and everything. And obviously, once you get make more and you're actually having a career, I'm going to put more away. But 401ks, man, you got to start them. That's another thing we're teaching listeners. If you're young, you got a full-time job, start a 401k. I don't have a 401k, Jay. You know what I do have? Stocks and Acorn. I have stocks on the cash stock market. Me too. How are your stocks doing? My stocks have been down ever since we got them. I apologize, Jay. I'm not. I'm not an amateur. I don't have stocks. I have a portfolio. Oh. It's multiple stocks. Oh, sorry. Less risk in it. Better chance for. I uh, have multiple for growth. I have multiple. Do you have Bitcoin? I can get dividends. I did have Bitcoin. Bad investment. My Bitcoin's up like eighty cents. Mine was. Mine was down. I only put like nine dollars. I bought when it was like it. medium high. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, just keep going up, and then it didn't. Oh, my stocks tie. I'm up. I'm 33 cent loss. I've spent $12. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Right now I have, so mine's set up where I do like one thing a month and then. Uh, Bad audio. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do like one thing a month and then it takes the change from each of my purchases yeah. and adds that into it. I don't know how to find how much money I've made. I've been, I've invested $12 and I'm, my stocks Ooh. are worth eleven i have lost 0.01% of my money. It's all right. Highs and the lows. I've invested two dollars in Apple. It's up to two dollars and two cents, and I invested ten dollars in WWE, and it's nine sixty-five. WWE, that's a bad investment. You told me to do WWE. That's a bad investment. You were with. We were at Chili's. That was a short-term investment. How'd that work out for you? Terrible. It hasn't gone back up to what I spent for it. Wait on it. It will. <laughs> anyway, sports, Tyler. Uh, more of the MLB clusterfuck of just Rob Manfred being the worst commissioner in sports. Yes. Totally taking the you know the heat off of Roger Goodell. Oh yeah. Um, Calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal. Mm. Um, pretty much like saying that they had reasons to believe the Astros were cheating in the postseason, but then like backed it up, like backtracked. Um, just a mess, man. I don't think he knows what he's doing. Absolute shit show. And I understand he's almost at a point where, because a lot of the stuff came out where he, realistically he wouldn't have been allowed to well, punish yeah. the players. I think we talked about that on the pod. Like, that's something I brought up, like the players' union. You know, I didn't think of it. So I saw someone else bring it up on Twitter, and I just relayed their smartness. But yeah, 
You know, like they would have had so many civil suits on their hands and whatnot. They would have. So he's getting some of the blame put towards him that maybe isn't necessarily his fault. But I'm putting the blame on how he's handled the situation. That's the biggest issue for me. I think I wanted more done, and if he couldn't have done that, that's fine. He can strip them of their title. Yeah. And everything he's done since the original punishment has made things worse. (laughs) He has not done a single thing that have made things better. (laughs) He has just sat there fucking up over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, it's it sucks, man. I mean, the whole thing of stripping the Astros of the title, I don't even know how I feel about that anymore. It's yeah, just a piece of metal. That's just a piece of metal. No, but for real, like, yeah, if you strip them, like, I, I, I guess I just don't know what that means. I, like, how would that play out? In like, the record books, they are not World Series. There's zero World Series champion for 2017. Like, I think when you look at the franchise, like, you think the Yankees, 27 rings. Yeah. They don't have that. The franchise cannot claim that they won a World Series. I just... See, I'm looking at it from a fan perspective. Fans are going to do whatever they want. The fans are fucking absurd. Well, if I was a Dodger fan and we won a World Series and we came out that we were cheating, like, and you stripped us of the title, like, look, I'd be like, I, it's still true to me. I, I still got the, the memories and the joy of winning. You That's do? That's all I would care about. But none of baseball acknowledges it or accepts <laughs> it. Um, but, yeah, it's been a dumpster fire. And Clayton Kershaw had comments today that actually uh, were very interesting to me. So I don't know if you've seen my Twitter discussions with uh, Ryan Spader, the baseball stats guy, Asa Spader. No. Um, I've had a few discussions with him about just because he pretty much started the narrative that he has sources that say there are like nine other teams that are cheating alongside the Astros. And the MLB just doesn't want them to know, you know, like doesn't want the whole the media to know because then it'll turn into a whole dumpster fire for the league. And I've said things, you know, like someone like Josh Reddick, who literally played on the Dodgers the year before going and cheating on the Astros. He's super outspoken. Like, we've all seen that before. Like, if the Dodgers were doing the same thing and you saw Cody Bellinger on TV saying that your teammate stole an MVP from someone and you're getting bashed by all of baseball, why wouldn't you come out and say the Dodgers, even if you know MLB is going to protect them, like, why wouldn't you say that? Like, if they can't punish you for cheating, how is the MLB going to punish you for coming out and saying the Dodgers were cheating when I was there, too? Not only that, if you're sitting there staring at it when the original investigation's going on, and they tell you, you have immunity. Yeah. You're not going to get in trouble for whatever you say. You have immunity. Why would you put all the blame on yourself if you knew you aren't the only one? Well, that's the thing. Maybe they told the league, and the league was just, maybe that's, I think that's the argument, is that the league's deciding that, you know what I mean? Like, okay, they told us these other teams are cheating, but I don't want to come out, because we know, like, 15 teams are cheating. So, if it comes out and we punish 15 teams, the integrity of our entire sport is ruined. Maybe. I understand that logic. But from, like, a Josh Reddick standpoint, like, especially, like, the Dodgers and especially with Cody Bellinger, and he doesn't know things about other teams, like, why wouldn't he say something? Like, why would the MLB tell him, like, hey, you can't say anything? What are the MLB going to do to him? It's like, possible the immunity, too, was they, they had to sign NDAs. Yeah. So, like, you have to tell us stuff, but when you go to the media, you can't tell them what you said. But, I mean, still, if you're getting slandered by, you know what I mean? And even other people, like, even if it's not Josh Reddick, even if someone's not investigated, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you think there would be more whistleblowers in this whole thing. And, like, it's just that kind of – and I've asked him, like, so, like, you know, I've asked him – I even talked to him, like, privately, like, and pretty much told him, like – Hey man, like I worked, you know, I obviously I'm not with the big league team, but I've worked with the quakes, you know, I've been around some of their culture, like, and I've never gotten an ounce of suspicion of cheating in the slightest. The only like cheating I've seen is someone tarring, which is done all the time. Like not to say tarring's good, but yeah, you know, like they didn't use anything at the minor league level that was bending the rules in any way. So like, I don't see why they would 
if it's a culture thing. I don't know. But his argument, it, he never, he hasn't really brought up like an argument. Anyways, back to Kershaw's argument. Kershaw's statement. He pretty much said like, I'm fine with, I'm fine with guys using video to decode signs to relay them at second base. What I was upset with was the live relaying. And I think that quote meant a lot more than people are saying. Like people realize, like, I think he just kind of like admitted that the whole league probably uses video to decode signs for when they're at second. And I know that's what the Dodgers have been accused of. I saw an article where that's what they're accused of. You know, they go in, they look at the signs, and then when they're on second, they do, you know, shit we would do in Little League where we would have like signs to tell the guy what's coming. Yeah. Um, but Kershaw even said in his quote, like, if you don't have different signs when someone's on second, like, every, everyone in baseball has different yeah. signs when someone's on second. You so do that in Little League. It doesn't matter, anyways. So I think that's what the, the, the argument is, is that these other teams that are cheating are, yeah, bending the rules to use video to decode the signs for when they're on second. And whether that's right or wrong is up to you. My argument is that is immensely different from what the Astros are doing. And to try to compare the two as the same is just not just. <laughs> Did you see the video going around of Joe Girardi on uh, MLB Network? No. So it was like a breakdown thing. And like it was kind of going around Twitter today. And then MLB removed the video. <laughs> and Joe Girardi, when he was an analyst for them, was mm-hmm. talking about how he said um, with a runner on second, I used to be a part of a system where we would have guys upstairs who would look at the footage and relay it, and then he was like to the hit, and then he stopped. Like you could tell, he correct himself. He's like to the player on second, Ooh. and relay it to the player on second base. Ooh, and like he basically, I want us to look it up to see exactly what he said. But essentially, was like saying that they were relaying it to the player on second base as well. He went to say hitter, and then said relaying it to the player on second base. I'm wondering if that's the same thing where they because there's no way to live relay it to the person at second yeah. base. So I'm wondering if that's the same thing that Kershaw's talking about, where it's a system where you look at footage, you say, okay, he's doing three, two, one is a fastball to yeah. throw those signs down. You know that in the dugout, you get to second base, you now know it. Yeah. That's completely different than, okay, no one's on second base. We see it's a fastball. Let me communicate to you from yeah. the dugout using something electronic, using, you know, having a live feed in the fucking dugout. Yeah. That's different. Well, and that's the thing about the Astros thing, too, is with the runner on second base, like Kershaw said, you're going to change your signs, like, every time. There's a reason guys change signs, and that's when this whole thing happened. It's like, sign stealing is not against the rules. Like, people steal signs all the time, like... And I made fun of Alex Wood because one year he got mad at a Padres player for stealing signs. Like, dude, your team does it too. It's the whole using electronics. You know, the Red Sox had that whole Apple Watch incident. Like, yeah. And absolutely, if it came out the Dodgers, let's say let's say they didn't have a live relay system, but maybe, you know, they had Apple Watches or something. Like, there, it's that use of technology that changes it. But if you're watching film, film that's granted to you, like, why is it so against the rules to, like, be like okay last game they were using this pitch sequence or, or like no two innings go they were using this sign sequence if we get on second now we know that like what's the difference between that and looking at the coach at third base and decoding those signs yeah and that's i think there was a thing of the yankees too where um it was a game in there in the dugout and judge like was looking at a paper looked at the camera and then like sidestepped and blocks the camera <laughs> they were looking at something and everyone was like oh look they're cheating they're using that shit too and like a lot of yankees fans were like you realize that's allowed like they can look at paper and printouts of shit and figure it out research that and use it while they're on the field it's the live you know live communicating that's the issue yeah i found the video okay bad audio that's the thing like i was part of a system where it came from upstairs to someone in the dugout to the hit to the guy at second base that's the thing like says to the hit to the guy at second base 
See, and that's the thing. If you're going straight from the dugout to the hitter, like obviously you're using some some sort of live technology to see what the catcher's even doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or you're getting the guy from second somehow relaying that to a guy upstairs who's then relaying that to the dugout, which I don't understand why they wouldn't just relay it to the hitter with like some sort of arm signal or something. But Yeah, and so the issue there, everyone was like, they're saying they literally used the same system that Astros did, which if it comes out that that is the system where someone upstairs was telling someone in the dugout and they were fucking hitting a trash can to yeah. tell the dude on second base, I think that's just as bad as telling yeah. the guy at, at no, the No, yeah, absolutely. But if it is a system where they were relaying it and they were telling people – and then the next inning when you were on second base, that's different. Yeah. That's different than live doing shit. Well, yeah. And like, you know, I said it twice now, but the whole thing about live is you're not – the other team obviously doesn't know you're doing it. But, like, when there's a guy on second, the other team knows the guy is trying to look at the signs. So they're changing signs. And just – it's using technology in a live feed that just completely, you know, it eliminates that. Like, Yeah. It's crazy. It just – I don't know, man. It's it's a different... And then the whole buzzer thing, we've talked about it before. Not wanting to get his shirt ripped off. Had a tattoo now is the new development. Then there he was, did have a tattoo. There was a thing coming out. Yeah. Where, like, the tattoo peaked out. But... It's still absurd. I hate, I hate the stupid... Absurd. Well, people posting the picture of him... <laughs> From months before. July. Like, that doesn't prove <laughs> anything, dude. Like, he um, literally said he had a new unfinished tattoo. So you're going to take something from months before and be like, doesn't have a tattoo here. But, you know, do you... Like... Does a millionaire baseball player, like, does he really care about his tattoo after hitting a wall? Like, I think that was just one of those things where, like, he had the tattoo and, like, they were like, hey, we can blame it on that tattoo that you just recently got. Even if he didn't, you know, like, even if it looked fine and it was already finished, like, you could just, you know what I mean? Like, just a coincidence. We're like, okay, what can we blame this on? Um, There is videos where he, like, before that was telling him not to rip off his jersey. He had, like, two other walk-offs he hit. Like the year before or something. Yeah. And he was telling him not to rip off his jersey. But still, there's plenty of shit where he did rip off his jersey. And the dude's fucking shredded. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking in perfect shape. He's a professional athlete. Like, are you seriously going to tell me in that moment going to the fucking World Series, you're not going to just not give a fuck and go crazy? I think it wouldn't be as fishy if he, like, didn't want his jersey ripped off. Maybe went in the dugout, changed. But to go all the way in the tunnel to change? Yeah, even like, just, like, the dugout. Where it's like, you can't. Oh, not all the fans can see you. You just change real quick. Yeah. But the fucking dugout, I mean the the tunnel, tunnel? yeah, all the way in to where literally no cameras are on you, yeah, like. And again, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. Dude, I don't know. See, I don't even know how a buzzer system would work. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't even know how that would work or how they would implement that or like how that thing would even have a charge. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know to believe it, but at the same time, I don't give the Astros the benefit of the doubt at all. And that's what is crazy with everyone defending them and shit. It's like you guys got caught. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. You've earned this. Yeah. Like, you guys cheated. You cheated your way to a World Series. Yeah. You cheated your way to two World Series. You only won one of them. Yeah. Like, you guys don't get the benefit of the doubt. You get zero credit here. Yeah. <laughs> and like, everyone's speaking out and Korea saying, oh, you need to shut the fuck up before you know the facts. Like, unless you know the facts. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, dude, you cheated your way to a fucking World Series. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. People are going to be mad. Yeah. Fucking Nick Markakis saying those guys deserve a beating is wild. Uh, yeah, I don't. And then uh, I know because I mentioned this with the old Chapman home run, how Jose Altuve was in the front of the box. And I remember you said like, oh, he's, you know, that could have been coincidental. I was watching the because Chris Sale had a comment about 2017, how he was saying like they were just fucking him up when he st- when he pitched. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched like game one of that, like the highlights. It was Altuve's three home run game. And 
one of them he was throwing a fastball. Chris Sale was throwing a fastball, and Altuve was in the fucking back of the box. And then on one of them, when he fucking hit a home run on off speed, he was in the front of the box. And I was just like, okay, that's a little fishy. <laughs> that's facing the same pitcher. And one of them, it was like a, it was weird too because it was like a, it was like a two one curveball that he was sitting on, like up in the box or something. It was fastball just count. Like, yeah, that's what it was kind of like. Ooh, why would you be sitting curve on that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still with that though. It's really hard for them to wait till the catcher throws a sign to know what pitch yeah. is coming to change where you are in the box. Yeah. So even that, I'm not sure about. But yeah. again, you guys got caught cheating. Yeah. You're the team getting blamed for cheating right now. Like, you get <laughs> zero benefit of the doubt. Man, their over under for hits by pitches was uh, put out by uh, I think I don't know who did it, but one of the one of the odds books put out their hit by pitch total. I think it was like eighty four and a half. Hard under for me. Hard under. Oh, with fucking everything Manfred's They're insane. not going to get hit. With everything Manfred's Once, changing other the game. rules to punish them? Like, yeah. No. That's a freaking sucker bet where everyone's going to bet the over. Everyone's going to be like, they're going to get hit 150 times. And if I could bet it, and I'm, I'm sure I can. It's a betting on, but I would bet the under. I, I don't disagree with that. I am intrigued on uh, who op- who pitches opening day for the Angels. Yeah. Because Otani's not going to be ready opening day. Heaney probably maybe because he's just like the existing guy. Probably Heaney. And he has said very strong words about them. <laughs> and I'm wondering if we're going to be without Heaney for a couple of weeks. Dude, just give an o- get an opener. Have Heaney ready. Get an opener that you guys can afford to have without for two weeks. And just have him plunk him. As a statement for the entire league, Tyler. As the first team that plays the Houston Astros, <laughs> you guys need to make a statement. And that's what I was saying because I knew we had them at home, but I know that wasn't opening day. Yeah. So I was like, oh, dude, I wonder who's going to have to make that fucking decision now to see who plays them first. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, it's still us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, well, we'll fucking we'll see what happens. But yeah, you guys need they've to. They've got to do it. I don't care have an what opener. the punishment is. I don't care how Have the happens. team pay for his fine under the table. Oh, you know his teammates will. <laughs> yeah, like teammates will. Be like, well, I'm not paying his fine, but I'm taking him out for a twenty thousand dollar dinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, I don't like head hunting. If you're just gonna plunk him in the butt, like that's fine. I'll just drill him in the ribs. Don't go for the head. Oh, even the you could break a rib, Ty. I don't give two shits. <laughs> you throw it. The, I'm not talking the upper, but I'm saying mid body. You don't give him the fucking ass cheek. They, I want it to hurt. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, and they're gonna play victim, dude. They already are. It's so good to have a villain, though. I love it so much. I kind of like that this happened, even though out of any team, I think it's cheated my team the most. Yankee fans are, like, saying how it cheated them. Why are you making that face? The Angels could have been a playoff team. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut up. We play them as much as anybody in the league during the regular season. Shut up, Tyler. (laughs) The Angels pitching staff could have been, like, ranked 20th this year if they weren't cheating the entire time we played them. They probably didn't need to cheat against you guys. They they really didn't. (laughs) That was when they took their days off because they thought the MLB was getting hot on their trail. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It makes me mad. But it makes me happy to have a villain. I will, I agree with that. It's I, fun. I know MLB released their top 100 list and everything, and I was looking. And, like, Bryce Harper dropped down to, like, 33 and shit. And I'm like, I like having superstars. I like having villains. Yeah. Like, it makes baseball so much more fun. Yeah. Like, Bryce Harper's a fucking MVP star. That's fun baseball. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's a fucking star. Like, when you have villains and people you want to fucking root against, that's fun. It is. The storyline leading up to the, the season Astros. is awesome. Yeah. And I, I hate to say it, I hope they make the playoffs. Oh. So that that storyline will be so awesome as a wild card. Angels will win it. West. <laughs> um, it'll be so fucking no, awesome. No, because then they have a chance to make it to the World Series. I don't care. 
the story and just everything and everything going around it would be fucking great. I saw someone's idea on Twitter and like I actually didn't completely hate it, but it got a lot of backlash saying that the Astro- every team should just <laughs> this would never happen, but it'd be funny. Every team should just refuse to play the Astros and like forfeit their games. That way the Astros go 162 and 0, and then by the time they get to the playoffs, they've had like no live meaningful at bats. And even if they do like win a World Series or go 162 and 0, like it'll just be bad on Manfred because it'll be forever known that Manfred let that happen. Oh yeah, like they could just say I'm not. It'd just be a fuck you to Manfred if anything. I'm not playing them. They can win all those games. They'll be completely rusty for the playoffs, (laughs) so they'll be either fucking terrible. And if they do win, it's like all right, whatever. The only problem is if you have a team that's like vying for a playoff spot and they have the Astros on their schedule. Everyone agrees. (laughs) Not only that, it would fuck the Astros over in the in the future. They got a five million dollar fine. Imagine not having any attendance because you don't have any games all season long. <laughs> you have no money to sign anyone. I don't even know how that would work. I, I think know. I think it's a collective thing. I don't know. Where they still make money. Be well, fucking great though. I don't I just don't know how like I mean like the forfeit thing would work. Like would you just not show up? Like what would they do? No clue. Like just play like an inner squad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> thirteen on thirteen or something? I don't know. Just like wiffle ball? I don't wiffle I don't ball? hate it. I'll let them be the first undefeated team. Fuck them. I don't see. They need to punish the team more. They should make the Astros. You know what they should do? They should make them completely disband. Who? And put all the Astros players up in like a expansion draft and watch none of them get drafted because no one wants them. Just kidding. There will be some team like the Angels who freaking pick up like Bregman or something because they need. No, Bregman is the last person we need actually. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So pick up like Verlander. Yep. And, uh, you know. Aging pitcher. Ring, ring. It's the <laughs> Angels. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see your owner? I mean, we talked about it before, but he confirmed he was the one that axed the Jock Peterson Ross Stripling trade. He's a fucking idiot. And then said he was hopeful that there would be a top starting pitcher available on the market. He's a fucking idiot. So I actually did an article about this because I was like, is there a top starting pitcher available on the market? Like, that would actually make sense for the Angels, you know, with what they can trade. And the four names I came up with were Matthew Boyd. Okay. Who isn't that good? He was already kind of tied to the Angels the offseason. Um, Robbie Ray, who is a perfect Angels acquisition because he was an all star, finished ninth in Cy Young voting like three years ago, but has had like a 4 6 ERA since. Okay. You know, perfect Angels trying to rekindle old magic. Um, I, uh, Marcus Stroman, I could actually see only if the Mets aren't contending, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, Trevor Bauer, if the Reds aren't contending. Yeah. I could see someone. Like John Lester from the Cubs. He's owed a lot of money. Them trying to trade him if they're bad. That's bad. You don't want that. No, them trying to trade him if he's bad. And he's a decent pitcher. But you guys don't want that. I'm saying they would have to eat some of the salary. But with the shit going on with Chris Bryant, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, fuck it. You want... I would like Trevor Bauer for you guys. But again, those are just half-year rentals at that point. But, I mean... That's kind of all you can get in the middle of the season when you don't That's have what prospects I don't understand. to trade. Stripling had years. We were going to have Stripling. For like three, four years. We were going to have a 20-something pitcher signed for multiple years. I think I figured it out, Ty. Who's an all-star? Bro. Showed potential. Bro. Bro. Good guy. Great guy. Great guy. Did you see Good he said... Good ball player, better person. <laughs> Did you see he said in an interview... They asked him, like, if you were on the Angels and playing the Astros opening day, would you have hit him? And he said, probably. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I figured it out, Ty. Jock Peterson owed $7.75 million this year. Okay. Luis Rangifo was like, R- Rangifo and Stripling pretty much canceled each other out. $7.75 million would have put you guys over $175 million in salary cap Can't space. Can't do that. Haven't I? I've, 
It would have put you guys at like 178. Can't do that. You guys have not ever gone over 175. Artie Moreno needs his stripper money. That's He's like, that's my hard. I don't want a single penny coming out of my pocket. You know, this team makes $400 million a year in revenue, but we can't spend more than 175. Dude's such a fucking clown. You know what I hate more than anything? What? I hate the fact that Mike Trout just landed in his fucking lap, too. <laughs> and Mike Trout's a good guy and likes the organization. So he's like, yeah, I'll stay here. And Artie Moreno's, like, taking credit for it. Like, he fucking did something. He just got lucky the greatest player on the fucking planet ended up on his team. Mike Trout strikes me as someone who, like, hates moving. Yeah. And, like, like and not even so much the Angels. He just thought about it. He was like, go somewhere else. <laughs> like, have to pack up all my stuff. He doesn't seem like a super big people person. So I have to find, like, why yeah. would I want to get new teammates? I have to find a new hole-in-the-wall burger joint where only the owner knows me. Like, you know, knows my order by heart. Like, he was just like, I'll stay here. And, like, he gets credit. Like, oh, he signed Mike Trout. Like, that was Trout. He gets no credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't Trout know how did the fuck you guys we got Rendon. Because they throw money at people. Yeah. Rendon was a – honestly, like, it was a good signing for you guys, I guess, just because it made you guys better. But it was totally uh, throwing a fit. I didn't get Garrett Cole, so let me offer Rendon more money than anyone else, even though we probably need pitching. <laughs> yeah, that was a – I could use this money for pitching. But it's burning a hole in my pocket, and he's sitting right fucking there. <laughs> I got to hit that but 175. It's going gonna, gonna to get me out. Yeah, it's going to get me close to 175. <laughs> but if I go over, dude, it's – I okay, so I think it's unfair for some teams. Um, so, like, the Royals, because I saw, I saw a tweet by Alex Wood saying something about the Royals, how they just sold for a billion dollars. They should be able to field a roster as good as the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Like, the Royals – so, some teams I think it's true for. The Royals' revenue in 2018 was uh, where are they? It was low, 244 million. The Dodgers are at like 220 million. Like they're not going to spend literally all of their revenue amidst they have other costs, obviously like field maintenance, other employees, everything. They got to pay themselves. Like they're not going to spend all of their revenue just on players. Like can they yeah. build a competitive team? Yeah. Are they going to spend 200 million like the Dodgers and Yankees? No. The Angels, on the other hand, I don't. We're like the they, fifth biggest market. Three hundred fifty million dollars in revenue. So like, hundred fifty million. You don't even have to go up to two hundred million. Can you spend one hundred eighty and have one hundred sixty left over? Yeah, that's more than enough. Not only that, we have that <laughs> revenue being a garbage fucking team. Can you imagine what our revenue would be if we were another playoff team in Southern California with the best player on the fucking planet on our team? <laughs> I love this. Just come to the Dodgers, Ty. No, I fuck the Dodgers. I just want the Angels to be good. Come. If I come could, to a I, team I who won't, cares about I won't, you. I won't come to the Dodgers, but if I could replace every single person in the front office for the Angels with every single person in the front office for the Dodgers, snap my fingers. I'm accepting <laughs> it. <laughs> well, of course you would. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I hate it so much. That's how I'm at. I'm at with the Chargers right now. So just, yeah. I, so I, I, feel, I feel what you're feeling, Ty. Our baseball and football teams are very similar. They are. <laughs> a football team can't get it done in the playoffs, even though they're probably the best team. Your baseball team can't get it done in the playoffs, even though they're the best team. <laughs> Our other teams are the second biggest team in their city, and no one cares about them. Probably like the fourth most popular. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Angels. They might be second most popular. Probably. In California? Yeah. The Bay Area is pretty Well, like popular. SoCal. I don't know. Maybe the Yankees. Maybe the Yankees are more popular than the Angels. That might be the only team that has a case in Southern California. Oh, maybe. I don't think so. There's no, no. I'm not even. Maybe. No. 
You see those Yankee Angel games are always filled with Yankee fans. No. There's no way. I know quite a few Yankee fans. There's no way. You don't know that. I wish we had a more popular Twitter so we could do polls and shit. <laughs> but we just have Mariner and Dodger fans. <laughs> and then like three guys who like the MCU. Oh, and then I... like ten people who just follow anyone who does giveaways. <laughs> yeah, so I feel bad for you. I feel bad for me. Uh, Drew Brees going back to the Saints. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Good. What are they going to do with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater? Bridgewater's gone. Bridgewater's big gone. Um, I saw something where it was like, oh, give him $30 million. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do they do with Taysom Hill? I don't know. If they bring Taysom Hill back. Because Taysom Hill said in an interview that he thinks he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. He thinks he's a starter. Is he going to take another year? I do, dude. You know, honestly, I wanted Taysom Hill to be your quarterback this year. I it's so I did much. Too. I did too because win or lose, it would have been fun to watch. It's so much not as fun for me for him to go to the Bears and suck than it would be if he stayed on the Saints and sucked. But imagine Jay, imagine he goes to the Chargers. You guys are in need. I'd be pissed. You guys are in need. If he came to the Chargers as our third string, I'd be happy. What if he came to the Chargers as a starter and took I'd you be to the playoffs? I'd be pissed. Okay, if he show if he proved me wrong, then obviously I would be happy. I would count if you guys went to the playoffs and won the Super Bowl with Taysom Hill. I'd count that as a Saints Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you know right now. That doesn't go. No, I'm letting you That's know right now. We're both celebrating. That's not how it works. We're absolutely both celebrating. <laughs> You're just trying to find a way for if the Chargers somehow have a miracle and win the Super Bowl. No, they won't. You guys are terrible. You could make it. We have a the good only way you could do that roster. is if Taysom Hill was your quarterback and was the white Lamar Jackson. Dude, he's just a he's Tim Tebow. <laughs> he's a more athletic Tim Tebow. More athletic, and how long did Tebow last? <laughs> they literally tried recruiting Tim Tebow to be Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. That's because he was on his Mormon mission, okay? <laughs> He's Mormon freaking Tebow. That's all he is. Mormon missile. Man, dude. Also about the NFL, uh, I want to talk about. Did you see the new uh, playoff format that they're talking so about? stupid. I kind of like it. I don't like it. Why? I don't like just one team getting a bye. Why? I don't know what it is. It just seems... Especially in football where, like, literally your records can be identical. Makes the one seed all that more important. But that's what I'm saying. Like, your records can be identical and things kind of out of your control. Just, like, who you lose to. So, like, the Saints had a great fucking record this year, but it just so happened we lost to the wrong people. Beat people in your conference. There's your but solution. That's why I'm like, I don't. And, like, I'm fine with how it is now. Is it why because, change it? Is it because you know the Saints are good enough to maybe be a two seed next year, but not good enough to be the one seed, so you're upset that they might we be robbed of a first-round buy? We were good enough to be a one seed buy? this year and last year and the year before. Okay, that's I'm saying moving on. I, I said next year. More than, I think if everything goes right, we can easily be one seed next year. Then you guys will have the ultimate advantage. And I think it's stupid. I like it. I don't like it. And I don't like an extra playoff team, too. I like it too. More more teams. You like that because it gives the Chargers a chance to make the playoffs. Brother, we finished like third, fifth to worth rest record. That seventh seed did a not. a new quarterback. I think you can eye that seventh seed. Listen, I like it. More teams in the playoffs. The Steelers will more, win the fucking playoffs. More unpredictability. I don't like it. The NBA, over half the league makes the playoffs. I'm fine with it. I don't like it. It's So the new seeding is the one seed gets a bye, and then there's seven playoff teams. Two plays seven. Three plays six and four plays five in the in wild card weekend, and then we head into the second round, which would be back to the original. There'd be four teams left, and then two teams, and then the Super Bowl. So there actually wouldn't be an extra round. There'd just be one extra game on wild card. Well, two extra games on wild card weekend. No, one. One per conference, two in total. Oh yeah. I like it, man. 
I don't like it. A wild card weekend with three games in one day? Hell yeah. Three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Just picture that. that that's a good time. You have like a 10 a.m. game, a 1.30 game, and a 4.30 Playoffs game. Playoffs are special. Now, for baseball, I'm all for it. Oh, my gosh. They were talking about it for baseball, and I was like, ooh, Angels eye in that seventh seed. Didn't you? I think they should do it. I think it's a good or Well, it probably will do it. Oh, and it's also that they're going to remove one preseason game and have 17 regular season games. Yeah, and then, like, money transfers is, to the players. Well, that's just predictable. They're trying to make more money, which is smart. Why would you – I would look at the preseason and look at the regular season and be like, look, these guys don't take this seriously anyways, especially in week four. Like, none of the starters play because they don't want to get hurt, and if they play, they barely play. Or maybe they don't play in week one. So one of the four weeks they don't take seriously at all. Like, why don't we turn one of those into a regular season game and make a lot more money? <laughs> I mean, it ups the chance of injury longer season. Do they only get one buy? No, I think it's a 17-game season. I think I could be wrong. They don't get any buys? No, they get one buy. That's what I'm saying. You up how many games you play, but they still only get one buy week. I mean, is one game really going to make a difference? Maybe. You're saying that because you have an old quarterback. (laughs) I'm just saying there's a lot of quarterback injuries (laughs) You know Drew Brees don't got – if Drew Brees has to win a Super Bowl, that means he'd have to win – at least twenty games. Like the man Do you think Drew Brees got fuel. twenty? The man runs out of fuel around his eleventh game of the season. Jay, stop adding games. <laughs> that Taysom Hill will be the first half quarterback, and then Drew Brees will I'm come. Fine in. with that. Give him a thumb injury again for the first like eight weeks instead of Teddy B. It'll be Taysom Hill. No, real talk though. If they bring back Taysom Hill, do they should they bring back like a another Teddy B. But not Teddy B. Obviously. Um. At this point, so they could still get creative with Taysom Hill. At this point, I don't think you're going to get anyone as talented as Teddy B. Well, yeah, but to I'm be just a backup. Well, so I'm I saying think you get a third string quarterback who shit hits the fan. He can throw a football, but I think at that point your season's over if you run out of Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Why don't they get who is someone who Phil is Rivers? not worth a lot? McPhil Rivers a backup. Who's someone who's <laughs> not worth a lot? Joe Flacco. Maybe you just go all in. You get Tom Brady, Andrew Brees. You just get the old man quarterback crew. Joe Flacco as your backup with Taysom Hill as the third fun option. And then if Drew Brees gets hurt, you have Joe Flacco. How are you feeling about that? No. Why not? (laughs) Teddy B is infinitely better than Joe Flacco. Okay, what about someone on my team? What about like a Tyrod Taylor? I don't hate Jameis Winston. Dude, he's not going to be a backup. (laughs) What if if it was like Tyrod Taylor? I mean, honestly. He's good. He's decent. I don't He's not know. A starter. I don't know how we ended up with Teddy B as a fucking backup because he tore his ACL and didn't play for like three years, so everyone just thought he sucked on him. Like we, all of a sudden, I fucking paid the fuck out of him too. Yeah, which we can't do again. I don't think. No. And um, he, he's going to get more money from. No, I'm saying like pay the fuck for a backup. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't know. Honestly, I think you just go breeze. You bring back Taysom Hill, and he's your backup quarterback. Baker May or no, <laughs> Johnny Manziel. That'd be awesome. <laughs> just to they, sell tickets. You just sign the top XFL quarterback. Cardale Jones. There you go. He's fucking entertaining. I like the idea of, I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if you did, but the worst NFL team has to play the best XFL Absolutely. team. Absolutely. I love it. It's like it's like football in, or soccer in Europe. That's what was making me laugh is everyone was shitting on it until the one soccer guy came in. It was like, hey, they actually do that. Like, that's a real thing. Yeah. This is a real possibility. Like. Yeah, they in the Premier League, they do the bottom three teams just automatically go down to the championship. It's called the Championship League. And the top three teams from the championship go up to the Premier League. And usually they get shit on, but yeah. it's still more revenue for that the owner of that team and everything. Why not? That Honestly, the NFL, like, 
the XFL is probably not going to succeed long term, but like I don't understand why the NFL doesn't look at something like the XFL as a development league. Like, you know what I mean? Like you get football in the off season if you you purchase them for however much money. Vince McMahon gets his his bread back, whatever. And then you make money off these football games. If you just attach the NFL name to it, even if it's technically minor league football and you still air it on TV, like it's going to make money. If you just say the XFL is an NFL product, it gets infinitely more viewers. But there's eight XFL teams? Yeah. One per division. This is the NFC South minor league, NFC North minor league, NFC East minor league team. Yeah, and then you can have like four owners split one XFL team when it's a developed league. You have the practice squad guys play on it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Even if they didn't do that, even if they purely did just like it's a development league that's not owned by any teams, but they have the chance to go up, but like it's for like lesser players. Like I don't I, I, I don't hate the idea. I don't either, and it stops people from fucking bombing. That'd be so crazy. What would my one question about it is where who would get the draft pick? That'd Th- be an that's issue. what I didn't would they just give the draft pick to the second worst team? And then how do you, the new XFL, how does the XFL team get drafts even? Like would they get draft picks? How does it work in soccer? How do they get soccer players? Well, they they usually bring them in in like their freaking youth camps when they're like 12 and build them up or they'll just buy them from other teams. I don't think that would work for football. But what they can do is like assign a number. Let's say the XFL team that comes in the NFL. Okay, but what if the XFL team is the worst team? So if the XFL team is the worst team the next year, and let's say the Bengals are the best team in the XFL, they flip-flop again. That team that's coming from the XFL is worth, gets the, let's just just set a number on it where it's every year it's the same, like the seventh overall pick or something. Or that XFL team that goes up, they get the first round pick. First overall? They get first overall. That way they can build into an NFL team. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit. (laughs) Or they just do like maybe a lottery, a top five lottery. Like the NBA. Maybe they all are in the same draft pool together. That'd be wild. I don't know how that would work, but... 38 for If Joe Burrow gets picked by the XFL, what is he doing? He's not going. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I I think that's all I had for sports for you today, Ty. Yeah. It's not a lot going on right now. The Astros are cheating. The NFL changed their CBA. Zion is a freak of nature, and the Pelicans are going to be the the eighth seed. fucking NASCAR race? Oh, Ryan Newman had a very bad injury. Very bad crash that led to serious injuries that weren't life-threatening. He's now out of the hospital. Which is good, but I don't ever give two shits about NASCAR. And I was like, Jesus Christ, how is this man still alive? At the Daytona? Literally, last lap. The Daytona. Last straightaway. <laughs> yeah. Slammed into the it, fucking wall, flipped upside that's down. That's exactly what happened to Dale Earnhardt Sr. Dra- fucking slammed right into the driver's side. It was eerily similar how similar it was. It's terrifying. To Dale Earnhardt's crash it's at Daytona. They've made advances in safety to where he survives that now. It was also terrifying. Did you see while the car was sitting upside down? How the like fucking rotor was on fire and then gas was just fucking pouring out of the back of it? Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, dude, while he was sitting there after he came to a stop. I mean just fucking pouring onto the ground and there was the fire right next to it. Oh shit. And I was like, Jesus Christ, and the guys got there with fucking fire extinguishers and fucking put the fire out. But I was like, that is terrifying. Yeah. Imagine just sitting there like conscious upside down, just watching the gas pour out right next to the fire. I don't know if that catches that. I'm dead. I don't think he's conscious. I'm. He might be technically conscious, but I don't think he remembers it. I mean, I think it's one not. of those things where he just blacked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first thing, it's like UFC fighters say the first thing they remember. Like even even if they do like an octagon interview or like they seem okay in the octagon, it's like, oh, I remember being in the hospital. Like I don't remember anything before that. Yeah. So, fucking crazy though. It's scary, man. That's why I'm not a NASCAR driver. That's why I don't drive fast either. Toyota Corolla. 
That's fair. As fast as I need to go, baby. That's fair. Get you where you got to go. All right, Tyler. Well, we didn't know what to talk about with this episode. We pulled a lot out of nothing, and I'm proud of us. That was good stuff. First episode on Anchor. You ready to do an intro? I'm ready to do an intro. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.